Hello, my name is Dr. Paul Wheatley-Price, a medical oncologist and president of Lung Cancer Canada. Welcome to our podcast series called Lung Cancer Voices. In this series of podcasts, I'm interviewing patients, caregivers, healthcare professionals, some of the leading lung cancer researchers in the country, indeed in the world, to highlight important and relevant issues facing those affected by lung cancer. Welcome to this special Lung Cancer Voices podcast where we are doing our first ever debate. And our two debaters today are Dr. Randeep Sanger, who is an associate professor in medicine at the University of Alberta and a medical oncologist at the uh, Cross Cancer Institute in Edmonton, Alberta. And then debating against Dr. Sanger is Dr. Parneet Chima, and she's a medical oncologist, a head of medical oncology indeed, at the William Osler Cancer Program in Brampton, Ontario, and she has an academic appointment at the University of Toronto. And the topic of the debate that we are going to go ahead with is that lung cancer is now a chronic disease. And Dr. Chima is going to argue in favor of that motion that lung cancer is a chronic disease. And uh, Randeep is going to take the opposite view that lung cancer is not yet a chronic disease. And the way we're going to do this is they're going to have four minutes each to make their argument and then uh, 90 seconds each after that for a rebuttal. And uh, so we'll see how this goes and then I will leave it to you as the audience uh, listening to decide at the end which argument you believe more strongly. So with no further ado, welcome uh, Randeep and here is your four minutes that lung cancer is not a chronic disease. Well, thank you, Paul, for this opportunity to uh, debate um, Parneet about lung cancer and whether it's a chronic disease or not. And as you mentioned, I do not feel that this should be considered a chronic disease. And I'm going to start off by defining what a chronic disease is. And if we get the definition from the National Center for Health Statistics, they define a chronic disease as one lasting three months or more. This is a low bar in cancer. And they also define it as it, a chronic disease cannot be prevented by vaccines or cured by medications, nor do they just disappear. And when I think of chronic diseases, I think of things such as arthritis um, and, and to some extent diabetes. And I'm going to have the audacity of hope here. I'm going to think that it's not a chronic disease because I'm going to have the audacity to say that we can cure these cancers. Why do I say that? Well, let's take a look at the facts. When we took a look at the facts, first of all, let's talk about lung cancer screening. Lung cancer screening works. These patients can be caught early and that they can be treated if they are caught early with surgical resection. And with surgical resection, these patients are cured. That's a known fact. So that is not a chronic disease by definition. Let's take a look at those patients who have what we call locally advanced disease. And this is disease where it's in the lung and it's in the middle of one's chest. These patients, we go for cure. Usually it's a treatment with chemotherapy and radiation and new treatments such as immunotherapy thereafter. But this is a curative intent treatment and we know that people at three years, about 60% of them will be alive at three years looking at the recent data. This is curative. This is not a chronic disease. So I know my esteemed colleague will talk a little bit more at advanced stage setting in non-small cell lung cancer. So let's go there. We need more facts. Well, in the advanced stage setting, in the past, 
we were saying that this disease was not curable, but I'm going to have that audacity of hope here. We know with the recent data, with these new immunotherapies, we got five-year overall survival data. We never had that before. And we can say at least one in five patients, 20% of people would be alive at five years. What is cure? Let's look at that even further. If you have a biomarker and you're found to have a high, what we call a PDL1 status, these treatments work very well. We take those numbers at five years. Now we're saying 30% of people can live at five years. That's not a chronic disease because now I feel I have the audacity to say that we potentially are able to cure these cancers. And I don't want to set the bar low. If I set the bar low, and we say it's chronic disease, my concern is that's too much of a middle ground. We don't want, we, we struggle with lung cancer in the sense that research efforts lag behind because we've always set the bar low. We want to set that bar high and we're going to say it's not a chronic disease, we're going to say it's a curable disease. Let's take it a step further. We're going to take a look at those patients who have driver oncogenes. What does that mean? Well, you have a mutation which feeds your cancer, and this is what we call EGFR mutations, ALK rearrangements, and exciting new ones are coming around the horizon. Let's take a look at the ALK-positive patients. So these are patients who have this rearrangement and can be treated with oral uh, medications. The latest data shows that the overall survival for these patients can range up to seven years. And remember, when you say average, we mean 50% can do better than that and 50% could do worse. But to me, that is not a chronic condition and we want to say that that is a potentially curative. I know we have more work to work, work there to do, but I, I think the important thing here is if you have oral agents, these work well, you don't develop symptoms, your quality of life is good. To me, that's not chronic disease such as arthritis and I rest my case there. Thank you very much. You snuck 10 seconds over your allotted time, but uh, because this is our first debate on Lung Cancer Voices, uh, I'll give you a little bit of leeway there. And uh, I love that argument, the audacity of hope, channeling President Obama uh, in, your, in your debate. So, um, Dr. Chima, are you ready? So, here you go. You've got four minutes to argue that lung cancer is a chronic disease. Well, thank you, Dr. Wheatley-Price, uh, for allowing me to talk about this. Um, I think the, th the thing is, is that there's actually two ways of looking at chronic disease. And uh, my esteemed colleague here said that it's not a chronic disease, and, and it was a positive view. But I'm actually taking a, looking at it as a chronic disease in a positive view as well. And the reason why I'm saying that is that I think that's really important, the way to define lung cancer as a chronic disease to reduce the therapeutic annihilism that exists within lung cancer. What is that, therapeutic nihilism? Therapeutic nihilism means that there's no good treatments to be able to treat lung cancer. So should we, we shouldn't even have treatment at all. And that unfortunately live, uh, exists within lung cancer. So we need to change that. So when I think about a chronic disease and when I talk to patients about when patients are diagnosed with advanced stage lung cancer, and I talk to them and I say, unfortunately, I cannot cure your cancer, but I can give you medications that can control it. How is this any different than diabetes? How is this any different than end-stage heart failure? And when you look at the statistics of patients being treated for lung cancer, it's quite dismal compared to those patients that are treated with end-stage heart failure where the mortality rate is 50% in one year, yet majority of those patients most likely get some form of treatment.
So that's where I'm going to start. So defining the fact that this is a chronic disease, meaning I cannot cure it, but I can control it. And so every single disease has different spectrums. And there's mild and then there's to, to more advanced stage disease, which you highlighted. But when you look at uh, patients with lung cancer and you start to identify different groups according to precision medicine, that's where we make this a chronic disease. So this is what we have to highlight to physicians, to healthcare partners, to advocacy, that we have to ad- identify what is driving a patient's cancer. Is it going to be immunotherapy that's going to work best for you? Is it targeted therapy that's going to be- work best for you? And that's the way that we make this a chronic disease. So if the right patient gets immunotherapy, they get that long-term benefit at five years where they're still alive. If you're an ALK-positive patient, that's a rare gene that we identify, you're the one that's going to benefit from those treatments and be alive at four to five years. And that is a chronic disease. You're living with your cancer, and it's similar to someone even with HIV, for example. It's undetectable but treatable. And look at all the research that's being done and currently still being done in that field. So it's really important that we continue to be on that path of trying to make patients live as long as as we can, but also good quality of life, but really identifying those patients. And I think to end on this is that we can always do better. And by identifying the fact that, that this is a chronic disease, what are our targets? We're looking at five year outcomes now for our patients with metastatic uncurable lung cancer. But let's go higher now. So let's make it even more of a chronic disease. Let, let's look at those 10-year survivals and how are we going to get there. And that's where the new, clini- new trials that are going to come in looking at different combinations of immunotherapy, targeted therapy, and all that research to even push the limits of making it a chronic disease to not just five years to 10 years. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Chima. And um, I like that example. Um, um, when you compare this a bit to HIV, because when we were are all much, much younger, um, and the HIV uh, epidemic started in the 80s, and I remember living in the UK, the the commercials, um, uh, the public health commercials were of a tombstone, and uh, and now uh, HIV is very much a chronic disease, isn't it? And people live for, for, for decades uh, in, in excellent health. And so both of you, I think, have uh, argued you know, whether it, the, we've got better chances of a cure or now we have long-term survivors. And in fact, one of our Lung Cancer Canada board members uh, just celebrated her 10-year cancerversary, as she, as she called it, just, uh, just last year. So um, so thank you very much. I'm going to give you now both uh, 90 seconds more to, um, to rebut or make any, maybe any closing statements. So Dr. Sanger, um, I'll start with you. So first I'd like to thank uh, Dr. Chima for her arguments, and I think they are wonderful, and I think it just highlights how well patients are doing. And I think out of everything, I think that's probably the most important thing. We are making major strides. Um, but, you know, I was asked to debate this, so I will debate it because I do have that audacity. And, you know, one thing was said that we have to strive to overcome therapeutic nihilism. I completely agree with that. But what's the best way to overcome that? If you say that you're going to go for a cure, I argue that physicians will strive to make sure patients get treated. And that's one of the things we struggle with, okay? making sure that patients who have non-small cell lung cancer actually see a medical oncologist. But if you know there's a cure out there, I think that's a better way to overcome therapeutic nihilism. We talked a little bit about diabetes, how it's progressive. But we know that with some of these treatments, 
you can get a response rate, disease goes away. So I have patients who return back to their normal uh, life. They're able to go back to work, able to play with their kids. And I really do feel that uh, we're doing a somewhat of a disservice by saying that this is a chronic disease. When in reality, I think we are on the horizon of curing these diseases. We certainly know that we can cure it in stage one, stage two. We can cure it in stage three. And we are seeing results which look like cures in stage four. And I rest my case because I have the audacity of hope of cure. Thank you, Dr. Chima. Your uh, final comments or um, a rebuttal? Uh, thank you, Dr. Sanga. I appreciate that rebuttal. I think we're talking about the same thing. We're talking about similar things in the sense that we, we, we are curing more patients with earlier stage disease. But unfortunately, many of our lung cancer patients present with advanced stage disease. So there's obviously diff different aspects in terms of lung cancer screening that we hope to implement to improve that. But right now, majority of patients are presenting with advanced stage disease that unfortunately we don't have the opportunity to say the word cure, but by redefining what cure can look like in a lung cancer patient. So the scans may look um, clear, but we know that there's probably harboring some cell cancer cells around. And I think it's important that we still identify that patients are not cured and they're not out of the woods, that we need to do better in terms of monitoring side effects for these patients. These patients are living longer. They need to have even primary prevention for other cancers. And then even having that paired partnership with GPs now, the fact that these patients are living longer to ensure that their whole um, other comorbidities are well managed because a lot of times lung cancer patients may have some other comorbidities as well. So I'll end with the fact that lung cancer um, is a chronic disease and I don't think it's unfortunately it's actually fortunately that it's a chronic disease now that we have patients living in our in our clinics coming year after year with the the right treatments and so as we move forward let's push that limit of what chronic diseases um, what that chronic disease is actually defined for and it probably might melt with the word cure um, and I will leave it at that great thank you both very much for your time and your uh, thoughtful comments. Um, I guess I would just think about a couple of things that you you just said, uh, uh, Dr. Chima. There that you know I think there are, for example, there are people in our clinic, maybe seven or eight years ago, uh, and they would come into their clinic and they'll say, "Oh, their family doctors uh, just reminded them that they're due for a mammogram, or they're due for." For, for something else and, and should they do it? And we might say, well, you know, it's probably not a big priority given you've got stage four lung cancer and the future is very uncertain. But now I think we are saying, yeah, go ahead with those things because you're doing so well and, and living for so long. So that's, I think, one really encouraging thing that's come out of um, what you just said then. And then I guess the other thing that I'm encouraged about is the fact that we're even having this debate because like a, a few years ago, we, we wouldn't have been able to really have any... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Any any integrity in 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 standing up and making a statement that lung cancer has even got the potential to to be a chronic disease, or as Dr. Sanger, you were suggesting that maybe there's some stage four lung cancers now that have done so well that maybe they have been cured. So um, thank you both very much for your time, and if you've enjoyed this uh, debate, please um, give feedback to our our, uh, our podcast, and we'll and we'll do more of them. Thank you again for joining us. Thanks to our producer, Ryan Mullen. Please send us your feedback, like and follow us on Facebook at LungCan, on Twitter at LungCancer underscore Can, and on Instagram at LungCancerCanada. For more information about lung cancer or to donate, volunteer or share your story, visit our webpage at LungCancerCanada.ca.